Okay. This is, um, oh my God, I already said, um, Jesus. This is like my third or fourth attempt trying to record this. And I'm obviously a podcasting amateur. So I don't really know how to cut audio and piece it together to make like a consecutive good sounding quality audio. So I've been trying to record this all in one piece, which is probably why I've had to do it so many times. But I, oh my God, I recorded the first, the first time I did this, I did it so well and I did it all the way through and I was like, damn, that was so good. This is the one, this is the one. And I did it and I went back through, I put it on my computer and I listened to it and I got all excited and I was ready. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to post a podcast y'all like this is it. And I listened to it and I recorded it in my car. And at the time I obviously didn't think that I, you would hear like the background noise, but then listening to it on my computer with my headphones and I was like, oh my God, like this is not usable. Like this, there's no way that like the best person on the planet could edit this out. I mean, maybe that that might be a little bit of a stretch, but certainly me with my uh, not sophisticated podcasting ability uh, could not edit that sound out. So here we here we go again. Um, we're back at it. And listen, I I know that I say um a lot, and I'm going to try really 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 hard to not say um, but in the spirit of uh, authenticity. I'm not going to read from a script or anything. So you unfortunately have my uh, verbal fillers, uh, as you will, uh, in there. So so please don't make fun of me. Um, anyway, yeah, here we are. Um, welcome to my uh, podcast. And listen, I know what you're thinking. I can feel my friends just like subtly like cringing to themselves right now as I'm talking because they're worried that I'm going to say something, you know, out of pocket or, <laughs> or silly. Um, but yeah, and even my friends from college are probably like, uh, this is weird. This is different. This is not very, uh, this is not very like you, Sydney. Um, and that's probably true because I'm not, I'm not one of a, much of a sharer, I guess. Don't really uh, share a lot. I'm pretty, pretty private with my life. I like barely have a social media Um which I guess I'll have to start changing if I actually want to promote this. But that's a that's a problem for another time. But um, yeah, how did we get here? Because clearly, as I've said, this isn't exactly uh, a path that anyone thought that I would be embarking down anytime soon. And listen, I've seen Guy with a Sign. I've seen it all. I know not everyone needs a podcast. I get it. I get it. I just have a lot of feelings. Okay. Okay. No, I don't have feelings. Um, but I do have some perspectives that I think are worth sharing. And I just graduated like in the summer and have been living in my hometown, which is in like BFE, West Virginia. And I love BFE, West Virginia. Don't get me wrong. However, there's like literally no one under the age of like 45 here, which is fine. Everyone who's above 45, that's that's good. But I just, you know, going from Blacksburg, Virginia, when the mean age is probably like 20, to coming back to like something that is so starkly different, it's been a bit of a culture shock. And just, you know, also like just going from the transition from living at home, or I'm sorry, living independently to living back at home. It's just been, 
it's certainly been just a bit of an adjustment. And yeah, I mean, what I'm basically saying is I've kind of, I've kind of hit that level. Like I've hit, I've hit rock bottom. I've hit to the point where I'm, I'm starting a podcast. Okay. So if you, if, if this is, this is where I'm at, this is what we're doing. When I say that I've hit rock bottom, I, I don't want that to sound concerning to anybody. Um, it, it kind of is a little bit because I don't think I've ever really found myself like in a state to be so um, like courageous. Like this is just not something that I would see myself doing because I don't really like to take chances like this, especially when I really don't know if it's going to work out in my favor. Um, but the way that I see it is like I'm really only gambling my time. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I just as I've entered the workforce since graduating, I've gotten just increasingly angry <laughs> with with how the world works. And every time that I kind of express like areas of change or, you know, where things can be improved, um, the response is really just has been that's just not how things are. And, and like, you're not going to change it. So you need to just accept how things are and, you know, go forward. So more than anything, like, I kind of am just like, uh, making this podcast as a way for me to, to vent my feelings and my frustrations that I'm feeling because I have to believe that I'm not the only one. Um, so if anything else, like that's how I rationalize, like, I don't want to say wasting my time, but using so much of my time trying to make this good is because it's at least good enough for me to, to get those feelings out in the open. And hopefully in some way, someone will relate, I hope. <laughs> but to like really understand how we ended up here, um, I think you really need to understand just a little bit of a little bit more about me and how how I ended up in this position because it's certainly how isn't what I thought was going to be I was going to be doing with my time. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm a 21 year old college graduate with a degree in clinical neuroscience. And so you're probably thinking 21. Wow, Sydney, that's so young. How does that work? Well, I graduated college a year early. And is that super awesome? And is it super fun to say? It's like a fun party trick? Yes. Do I recommend it? Absolutely not. Um, I thought that graduating early was going to give me like some kind of like leg up on um, my peers in the workforce, maybe. And I thought I was going to save like all this money and it was going to be so worth it. And in reality, like all my friends are just still like at college and I'm like by myself. So definitely do not recommend graduating early if you can help it because let's be real, like your maturity level from 21 to 22, like doesn't really change much. So I think that like, obviously it happens to everybody. Everyone has to go through that like awkward phase of like transitioning out of college, like back to the real world, I guess. But if you can delay it, like, please delay it as soon as possible. Definitely don't speed up that process because it's just not, it's just not good. It's not fun. And obviously here I am. So don't, just a public service announcement. If you're planning on graduating early, please just take up a minor, take up a double major. I don't know, work, do part time if you have to. I mean, just, just don't, just don't graduate early. Um, But yeah, and, and the second half of that is, yeah, clinical neuroscience. I know what you're thinking. I must be super smart, right? Um, well, uh, I didn't start in clinical neuroscience. I actually started 
at Virginia Tech undecided. And then I went through a phase when I wanted to do like statistics and economics um, because I thought I wanted to be like a finance bro. And um, I didn't particularly care for accounting. So I switched to fashion merchandising, which was like totally out of left field because I had no business being in fashion merchandising. I don't know anything about fashion, but I was like, oh, I'm here to learn. So what, you know, what does it matter? So I did learn and I learned a lot actually, and it was really cool, but I just, I didn't know how to sew. And that seemed like if you wanted to be a fashion designer, that seems like a really critical piece of um, being a fashion designer is like knowing how to sew. So so yeah, I, I didn't. Be, I, I didn't do that because I didn't know how to sew and I, I really didn't want to learn. So then I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to do sports medicine. And I chose sports medicine because in high school I had done my senior um, thesis on like CTE and concussions and football. And I really liked it. It seemed interesting to me. And I was like, oh, I'll learn more about that. That seems, seems reasonable. It seems like a reasonable decision. And I got into sports medicine, and for anyone who doesn't go to Virginia Tech, their sports medicine program is coupled with nutrition. There's like a nutrition track, obviously, and a sports med track, but even in the sports med track, you like learn nutrition. And I took one nutrition class, and I was like, nope, 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 no more nutrition for me. This is not for me. I do not want to learn about all of the uh, crap that I'm putting in my body. Like, I've had enough. So... I was like, what the hell? Let me just go straight for it. Let's just go straight to the brain. Let's just go right to neuroscience. And I honestly like didn't at the time like really believe that I was smart enough. I had really no reason to believe that. I've always had like pretty good grades, but I just thought it was going to be way too hard, like way too complex for me. And so that's kind of why I was apprehensive. But I ended up doing neuroscience and I really, really liked it. And I don't know that I ever had... um like an intention to stay with neuroscience because this was like that all happened like my first semester freshman year all those major changes and I wasn't set on anything and I I was kind of just trying it out but as I took more and more neuroscience classes I I really enjoyed it and so that's kind of what just what stuck and naturally I obviously know that there's many careers that you can have as a neuroscientist with a neuroscience degree um but Definitely the ma- the vast majority of, of people, I would say, at least an undergrad are on track to go um, pre-health. So, you know, physical therapy, pre-med, pre-dental, um, you know, you could do PA, nurse practitioner. I mean, there's so many options, but the v- vast majority of people are looking at options like that. Not, not as much PhD, but there's definitely a, a lot of people who are looking at PhDs too. Um yeah, so it's just like you have that spread, but it's definitely in undergrad. I want to qualify that. In undergrad, most people are considering only pre-health. Like that's the thing. And so I was like, okay, heck yeah, like let's go to med school. And I obviously enjoy helping people. I don't really know anyone who who is like the Grinch and is like, no, I don't like helping people. Like, of course not. And I just thought that that would be a good fit for me because I was doing neuroscience and I liked neuroscience. So I was like, okay, let's be a freaking neurosurgeon. Jesus. <laughs> Which anyone who's a neurosurgeon, there probably isn't a neurosurgeon listening to me. But if you are a neurosurgeon, I, I'm aware that that is definitely not like the logical course of reason. And um, yeah, but whatever. I, I didn't shadow a ton 
ever. I, I didn't shadow ever in in undergrad because that I'm not making excuses, but I worked a lot. So and I, you know, I liked my free time and I like to go out. So I was like, okay, yeah, this will, you know, whatever this can be put off because I knew I was taking a gap year. Um, so I didn't shadow. And then second semester senior year, I had a moment of clarity, we'll call it. And um, yeah, I took a class with a retired neurosurgeon. And I'm so thankful that I did because it really like just changed my whole perspective on my career, but also how I thought about my career and my life. And that is really the first reason why um, I'm starting this is to because I think it's important that I share my experience. So someone else isn't made felt the way that I did. So to keep, you know, keep it to the Cliff Notes version, um, we did a lot of stuff in this class and um, a ton of it was like super like clinically centric like we would look at MRI scans and CT scans and you know look at brains and diagnose and treat with you know fictional well they weren't fictional because they were real but you know we weren't actually diagnosing and treating people but you know whatever we were using our little our little um, box of knowledge that we had and trying to expand on that and that was great Um, but really the the core of the class was at like the socioeconomic um, level of healthcare. And I found this especially interesting when like talking about public health and access and um, the types of people that come that become doctors and, you know, what your responsibilities are as a physician and all this stuff. And essentially, over the conversations that we would have, it became very clear to me that the people in my peer group assumed or agreed upon that being a physician and your career was always to be your number one priority always. And that's not just, that's just like at my core, not something that I agree with because I'm eventually going to have a family. Not for a very, not for a very, very long time, but that's eventually something that is going to take precedent over my career. And I did like, I vocalized these opinions that like, I don't think that it necessarily has to be, the utmost priority all the time like it can fluctuate and ebb and flow with like what what your priority is and um I was almost felt made felt to be like that was uh, then it was going to be a selfish choice for me to pursue a a career in medicine because I didn't believe that it should always be the number one priority and I think a lot of this mentality is rooted in just pre-med culture. And so the first portion of of like the content of this podcast is going to really be like debunking pre-med culture. And what I mean by that is you're so competitive when you're trying to go to med school, when you're trying to get in, when you're, you know, you're trying to be better than the person next to you that you almost like I don't want to say falsify because I, I truly believe that there are people out there who really um, that's all they that's their dream. That's all they've ever wanted is to be a doctor. And that is it. Like that's their end all be all. But I think and this is just me. If if you have any one component of your personality or of who you are that is taken away from you, you should still be a whole person. I want just let that sink in. Like if there's anything that if there's anything that you've lost 
if you lost your job, you know, or I don't even know what else, you changed your hair color, something about your identity is not what it once was, you're still you and you're still like worthy. So I just, when people make being a pre-med their personality, I think it's pretty unhealthy because one, that's just, I don't think that you can like hang your hat on any one thing and that's it. And like, that's the only thing that, that you care about because people naturally have other things that they like. They have hobbies, they have friends, they have family. So no one is ever just going to be their career. So when you present yourself as that, it's super, it's not only like intimidating to other people, but it also like makes them feel inferior. And, you know, maybe that's the argument. Maybe someone who would feel like me, who who felt inferior by those types of people shouldn't be in medicine because that's, then the, if you get intimidated, you know, if you get intimidated by that, like, how can you think that she could be a doctor? And maybe that's the maybe that's the truth. However, I don't really think that it, everyone in medicine is like that. I think that everybody has days. I mean, if you can look at the statistics on um, like quality of life in healthcare, and like definitely down the line, like there are physicians who ha- who have regret. Maybe they don't regret ha- becoming a physician, but maybe they regret the the type that they that they become. And so I think it's important that we don't, people in pre-health don't sugarcoat that they've always wanted to be a doctor. They love studying for the MCAT because it serves as a stepping stone to getting them into med school in, in, in XYZ because not everyone feels like that. And I, I'd be willing to bet there's a lot of people who don't feel like that. And being relatable and like helping each other through that struggle is like way more important to developing, you know, critical thinking skills and the ability to become a good physician than just pretending as if everything is great all the time and you've always wanted to be a doctor and that's your dream and nothing is going to get in the way. Because you have to have more to your life than that because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if you're a surgeon and you have, you know, a an injury to your hand that prevents you from operating that can't be it for you. Like you have to have something more. And so that's the first part is just like having that conversation that I don't really think anyone's having right now. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I think that like after just having like all of these experiences and kind of seeing people's true colors or maybe like that lack thereof come through, it's really made me just kind of spiral like thinking about, my own career. And I feel like, you know, I just graduated and I feel like I'm already in a position where like I've, I've put in so much work to set myself up for going to med school or going to dental school or doing something in healthcare that it's almost like too late to turn back. And the more that I like thought about that and like examined that and like mauled over it because I think about this like on the daily, especially when I'm driving to work. Like I feel I sit there and I just I constantly stir and um, like 20 minutes into the drive, like I'll realize the radio is not on and yet I haven't been bored because I've just been thinking um, been so much in, in my own head, like about my life and like having like this existential crisis in my car, like driving to work in the morning, which is probably um, not safe. I should be concerned about the about the road in front of me, but whatever. 
Um, the point is, is like, I keep thinking like, I can't, I have to remain like on this path that I've set for myself because, you know, like, what will people think of me? Like if I switch like, oh my God, like they'll immediately assume that like I didn't get in to med school or I didn't get into dental school. And, um, the more that I think about it, I've, I've kind of come to two conclusions. The first is that like literally no one gives a shit um, what I do with my career except for me. Like even my family, like no one has ever um, said to me that I had to be a doctor or in healthcare at all. Um, none of my family works in healthcare. So it's not like I have like this predestined, you know, destiny for me to set forth on like to you know, take over the family practice or anything like that. Like there's there's nothing like that. Um, and my family has always been like those people who are like, just do whatever you want to do, like do whatever makes you happy, like do whatever is going to bring you joy. And so I kind of felt like in, in college because I could, um, because I knew that I was capable of becoming a doctor. I knew that it was hard. Like I knew that I would enjoy, um, the challenge of it. Um, and so much so that like, I think that that's what I was originally drawn to that like once I've kind of like reached that initial um like success of like just obtaining my degree I'm starting to I don't want to say get burnt out because I really haven't even begun I just don't I just don't know it's it's for me like I just I just don't it doesn't feel right and um which kind of like makes me think like why do I feel like this like why do I feel like this if there isn't this any outside pressure coming from like the people who mean the most to me like why am I feeling like this and um it's just me like it's literally just me I I feel like I have expectations for myself and like I can't let myself down and that that's like the quickest route or not the quickest route but at least like becoming a doctor is a, a gamble like you know that you're going to be um respected in the community you know that you're doing a job that means something to others and to yourself and not to like you know everyone's thinking it so I'm going to say it like you're also going to be financially stable so all of those things are going to be obtainable if you become a physician so I mean that might be a little bit of an oversimplification of the career as a whole but like to me, like in undergrad, that's what I was thinking. Like I knew I could like, I owed it to myself to do something that I knew I could do because I knew it was going to like, I was going to be able to have like all of these great things that go with it. But if I'm feeling that it isn't right now, like I don't think that that's ever going to go away. And I'm sitting here literally not even started yet. And I'm like, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? Like if I do something different, like what are people going to think? What are people going to think? And I kind of just realized, which is the second thing I realized, like, it's way easier for me to reroute my career at 21, like before I go $250,000 into debt, um, than like, let's say when I'm 40 and decide like, yeah, this really isn't for me. I should have listened to myself when I was younger. So I kind of am just thinking like uh, this is never going to go away and like I'm really not that old so like it doesn't matter um and so then this sent me down like a little bit of another rabbit hole so I was like damn like why why am I so concerned about what other people think about my job because like the reality is is really nobody cares like so what like it who is gonna say anything about someone else's job like 
I don't even really think anyone expects that much from me, like, in general, like, my peers. Like, it's not like people are like, oh, my God, like, Sydney's supposed to be, like, a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Like, no one thinks that. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, And I think, like, a lot of these expectations that we place on ourselves come from social media. And I feel like that's that sounds like a bit of a jump um, from where I'm heading here. But, like, my point is, like, I feel like social media – Everything about social media projects that you need to adhere to an aesthetic or a theme or um, a brand, for for lack of a better term, and um, like that's what you're supposed to to fit yourself to. Like if you um, have something that you want to post, like it needs to fit your brand or, or you know or whatever music you like, like needs to fit your vibe. Like and that's what you project because like that's how you want people to think about you. And the more that I thought about it, like, the more that that just makes me, like, really upset um, because, like, people aren't really like that. Like, there's so many things that I feel, like, about myself and about my identity that don't necessarily, like, align with one another. And the fact that I would, like, almost be apprehensive to share all of those things on social media because it wouldn't be cohesive is, like, kind of ridiculous. Like if you think about it and like do the out loud test and say it out loud, like I'm not going to post things that are true to me because I'm worried that it won't look right to someone else. Like that's absurd because then you're like not really being authentic to yourself. And then what's the freaking point of having a social media if you're not using it to like portray your life? Like isn't that the whole point is like to give people like an inside look on who you are? So it's just like it's it bothers me. And, you know, like I used to be an artist and an athlete and like so many other things like outside of a student. And I always kind of thought that I was going to be, if I did go to med school, like I knew that I wasn't going to abandon like those other parts of me that I felt were important. So you shouldn't feel like less, whatever is at the forefront of your identity, like whether it's like I don't know, maybe you're a skier and like you love to ski and you're a freaking professional skier. And, but you also like love underwater basket weaving, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone actually does that, but for the sake of the analogy, we'll go with it. So just because like maybe I am a lovely skier who wants to go to the Olympics and I have this outside hobby, just because I might spend four hours out, out of my day, like, treating myself to some underwater basket weaving doesn't make me like any less of a skier. And I think like that's where it's getting lost is like, especially in social media is like, if you're not doing the most, then you're not doing enough. And I don't really think that's right. Like I just, it, oh, it gets me, it gets me going. Um, So I'm starting this podcast and I hope that you can like bear with me because I do not have a brand. I will not have a brand. I'm actively against not having a brand. So you can kind of just like toss any expectation of like what you had for the content or for me out the window because I will not like adhere to it. Um, And I've actually been trying to make like publish this for a while. But for for so long, I say about like three months, I was so concerned about the brand, the brand, the brand, like how am I going to want to brand this to make it look right, to make it look right. And then the more that I realized, I was like, I don't care. Like, that's why it's so difficult for me to choose a brand because there isn't a brand. Like, it's it's all 
one it's all one like I don't if the brand excludes like pieces of me or like pieces of the project like I don't I don't want it you know what I mean like I don't want it in so I I there is no way for me to like have a perfectly neat like Venn diagram um with my brand like right in the middle that encompasses all pieces of myself and all pieces of like what I want this product to be so I'm just like breaking it I'm just not gonna do one um so unfortunately that means that like the content's gonna be pretty wacky um but that's kind of the beauty of it I think that that's I'm not like a huge social media person and so I'm kind of doing a deep dive with this and throwing myself into it which I think is going to be really entertaining for everyone else because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, So we're just going to muddle through it together. So yeah, I think like just to kind of like wrap this up and put a little bow on it, um, when it really like boils down to it, the whole purpose behind like why I'm starting this is that I feel like there's so much competition on social media to like put pressure on yourself to either kind of like live up to a standard that like really isn't like authentic to you or on the flip side of that like you have to like go hard like at every single thing like or you're not doing enough as the person next to you and then that somehow like invalidates like who you are and so I obviously like I think that that carries over like into your career and I'm just over it like I'm over the competition like I feel like people like everyone can just exist like without stepping on each other's toes so I don't I just don't like it and so I want to create um a community or at the very least like just an outlet um where I can not only like just vent my feelings about this but also um hopefully like connect with other people who might feel the same way and I know that like this has taken like a lot out of me to be able to just like kind of ignore like my fears about what other people may say or think about me and to just kind of do it because it's something that I feel like that holds a lot of people back in a in a lot of ways and I feel like if we if I'm able to create a space where people like really aren't afraid to be themselves or aren't afraid to like show um, all parts of themselves, like at whatever like level that may be, um, that then, you know, people maybe not have like those insecurities that I do like about putting stuff out on social media because I really feel like that's kind of like what causes this like facade of, you know, the highlight reel that we everyone gets. So I mean, yeah, I I just the content for this, like, obviously, like, I'm going to listen and try to see how it's received and adapt based on that. So if you have strong feelings like about what I said, like whether it's good, whether it's bad or like maybe you don't care or maybe you thought it was like really boring or maybe I'm like super repetitive and my voice is annoying. I don't know. But I mean, don't say that because that would make me sad. <laughs> but no, seriously, if you do have like any sh- any feelings that you would be willing to share with me, please reach out to me because I like I said, like I want to make it better. Like I, uh, my my purpose in this and how I get fulfillment out of this is through um, like that creation of a community. So I want to be able to do that like in the most effective way. And I really do believe in like feedback and hearing from others. So Please, if that's something you're up for, 
I'm totally like all ears for that. And also, um, please like follow the Instagram. Like if if you do like it, um, that would be great. I would really appreciate that. Or um, if you've like ever been friends with me ever and you want to share um, like what I post on social media on your social media, that would also be great. I obviously like don't have anything to offer you <laughs> other than like a really gracious um, thanks, but it would be um, appreciate, appreciated nonetheless. So yeah, I mean, that's all I really have like moving forward. I like don't even really want to tease like what's the next episode's about because I kind of think that's the beauty of it is that you kind of have to come back and see what I'm going to say. Um, so I think I'm just going to leave it at that. And so I really hope that this um, was unexpected for me and that those who took the time to listen to the end like actually liked it. Um so yeah, I and I hope it was good enough to to see you back next week or or maybe the week after. We'll see how fast I can I can get one finished up, but um yeah, I guess that's all I got.